those radios, my Christian brothers and sisters, because we've got a lot to cover today. Be encouraged. Oh, my. Be challenged. Oh, my. Be inspired. They need gassed up. They need refueled. And get excited. It's a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who loves with an everlasting, unconditional love. Your love Praise the Lord. God's wisdom is brilliant. And receive God's love. That's who and what He is. Release your worries. He's faithful. God is faithful. And receive God's truth. These commands that I give to you today, impress them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. This is the Get Excited Show. Everybody in the family needs it. Now, with Michael Coffer. Get excited, world! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Oh, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Michael Crawford Get Excited podcast on the Roan Dolph Show. Oh, praise the Lord! God is great. We serve an awesome, just an incredible, incredible man that gives us blessings undeserved. Undeservedly. I mean, we don't even deserve them. But he keeps pouring them out. And I thank you so much, Heavenly Father. Oh, praise the Lord. Do we have a show for them today, Brother Tony? Oh, yes we do. Woo! I and mean, we do. A refreshed weekend coming off of Oh, the- yeah. I mean, I'm fired up. Everybody's refreshed, <laughs> you know. You're fired up. I am, baby. I'm ready to go. Because I'm excited, honestly, about the momentum the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast is having. It's rolling. Yeah, it oh is. yeah. It's that Learjet. If you don't catch up with us, we're going to be gone 10 miles down the block there. <laughs> ah, so you better catch up. You better catch up. We are honestly, I'm probably getting more emails and text messages and phone calls and voice messages than I have ever received this soon into starting to back up, right? I mean, it's just really making me feel proud. I mean... We're doing a show today that I put together on actually a request. Now, you're probably saying, what do you mean a request? Oh, well, nice. Oh, yeah. I got a bunch of emails from some car dealers that know me real well that told me, they said, you know, Michael, uh, I'm a Christian, and like you, I've fallen short of the glory of God. We all have, right? I said, yeah, we have, Art. So what are you trying to say? He goes, well... That show that you did on your podcast about how godly leaders deal with opposition, I go, oh, yeah, I go, oh, thank you, because I get a lot of uh, a lot of comments on that show, because that was really good. It was a good message for all the leaders. Yeah, that's what he said. He says, I'll be real candid with you. I don't even think my pastor, now I, I go, what's his name? He goes, <laughs> he wouldn't tell me. Which one? <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what church he knew. I didn't know what church he went to, so you know, he wouldn't tell me. But he says, no, I don't, I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just telling you, I've never heard it put that way. You really have one heck of a show going. Now, he didn't say heck. He said, you know, I said, well, there you go. you got to stop that or you're going to keep falling short of the glory. (laughs) We just both laughed. But I decided to put something together because he really thought that was powerful for people, Christian business people, Christian business leaders that really are having a difficult time bringing God into their business, which they should have already done that by now. But he said, you really explain it well, how to be that 
positive, God-fearing Christian on the showroom floor or on the floor of your hardware store, whatever business you have, he says. You know, he goes, in your case, it was the car business, but he goes, I really like that. So what we're doing today, what we're doing today is I kind of put together a powerful message, if you would, uh, that we're going to kind of maybe start a series. I don't know. I see. I'm going to base it all on what kind of feedback I get, Tony, off today. Okay, but instead of having you know before it was called uh, how a godly leader deals with opposition. Today, the title is lessons on godly leadership. I want to take it a, a step further, if you would. I want to focus and concentrate. I want to have a ninja. Uh, focus on Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 1 through 4. If you remember, I don't know if you remember Brother Tony, but you probably do because your memory is a lot better than Daddy's here. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but okay, yeah. Okay, but if you remember that how godly leaders deal with opposition, I base that on the whole kind of the first chapter. And maybe, and now they loved it, and I thank you, Heavenly Father, for helping me get that message out. Because I can't do it without him. Get the whole chapter. Yeah. yeah. But it'll just... You're so pinpointing. I am. I'm condensing it. Right. What I'm doing is I decided that if, that if Art said that and several other people that uh, really liked that podcast, that, that particular show, if they like that, whew, let me tell you right now, you're going to be elated. You know how I always say, get excited. Well, now I can say, you're going to be elated. So, really, because if you like that, for all of you that sent me a nice message, and I thank you for that, keep doing that. How do they get a hold of me, Tony? Uh, getexcited.crawford. That's getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Oh, wow, he's got it down. That's great. Thank you. 30 years. And you can call me at 623-203-8259. 623-203-8259. Do that. I really love the feedback. I guess I kind of feed off it, no pun intended. I better put my phone on vibrate. Yeah, you better do that. Yeah, I had to do mine because they'll be calling. <laughs> they did. Those they did. I gave the phone out the they day. Do. You guys started calling. I love you all. You did. See, I'm not even going to put you down or that. I'm not going to say anything derogatory about that because, I mean, I'm asking for the calls. Call. You're fine. I love them. I do. I love my followers, and I want to thank you again. Absolutely. I really do. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Michael Crawford. I'm your host of the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Roan Doff Show. And today, lessons on godly leadership. So, turn that volume up. doesn't matter how you're listening to me, but I'm asking you please to turn the volume up because, as I said, this is condensed and it's powerful and you're going to love it. You're going to love it. So I need you to get excited because we're going to start off with... Uh, Chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. So I'm going to kind of do it backwards, if you would. So why don't you read for me, if you would, or not so much for me, but for all of our people, our friends, our family, our loved ones that uh, have tuned in to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast. Why don't you read Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4. Could you do that for everybody out there, Mr. Uh, Escobar? I'll do my best. Well, I know you can. You're a rock star. And I'm reading out of the... The Living Translation. Ooh, you know, I like that. Now, I like the King James, don't get me wrong, but I don't like the... the ooh, you There's know. some pretty big words in here. 
I have never even seen it, but really, there's some pretty good words in here. Yeah. Okay. Not for you, Nehemiah's not for you. concerns You're for educated. Jerusalem. Nehemiah's concerns for Jerusalem. In late autumn, in the month of Kesavim, in the twentieth year of the king Artaxerxes. Oh wow! The first Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes. He reigned. I was at the fortress of Susa, Hanaya. One of my brothers came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. Judea, I'm sorry. I asked him about the Jews who had returned there from captiv captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well. For those who returned to the province of Judea, things aren't going well for those who have returned to the province of Judea. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. Mm. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to God, and prayed to God of heaven. That's chapter four. That's all the way That's from it. chapter Probably one to four. Did. You did a great job. I'm proud of you. Now I hope everyone out there that tuned in. <laughs> I didn't stop him, but you know what I said, no, right? Just, I said uh, I was going to work it backwards. So uh, the, the, the whole message is on Nehemiah 1 through 4. I just wanted you to read 4, and I'd read the rest. <laughs> oh, that's good. You are a rock star. See how easy he makes my life for everyone that's tuned in? You are just the best. Well, you had to get them walking. You had to get well, them no, and, and, you know what I, And I think about it. Because if you start on 4. It, it wouldn't work yet. Wouldn't no, work. I get it. And the reason everybody out there now, they're wondering, well, why did you want to start on 4? He did a great job, which he did. <laughs> and, he, and he set the cadence. And the reason I did is because about how the... I think that tells it all on how uh, lessons on godly leadership, meaning it says it all, doesn't it? How uh, Nehemiah, when he first heard about the wall of Jerusalem, you know, how it was totally torn down and the, and the gates were destroyed by the fire and everything. I'm telling you, it broke his heart. I mean, when he heard that, he sat down and wept. It oh, says yeah. it. Okay. Uh, for days he mourned, fasted, and prayed to God of heaven, you know, what basically his a game plan, right? It's almost like why, you know, right? How exactly? See, you got to realize, uh, and that's what's so sad about that verse, okay, and four about him hearing that about him mourning that because Nehemiah, you see, had hope for good news from Jerusalem. He didn't want any derogatory, negative, toxic news, sad or depressing. No, but what he heard, what Mister Escobar read, it totally broke his heart. Believe me, Nehemiah was destroyed, okay, mentally and momentarily. I mean, honestly, after almost 100 years, the great wall that defined the city, it was still in ruins. The temple stood surrounded by shacks and, and piles of rubble. Nehemiah's mind. Now, everybody, I pray that you're putting that vision mentally in your faculties as, as I'm talking about it. Because we're going to go full circle on this podcast today about lessons on godly leadership. And if you got a nugget out of how godly leaders deal with opposition, you're really going to get it from this little podcast. Because I'm focusing around that chapter 4. You follow me? Or excuse me, not chapter 4, verse 4. Please verse forgive four. me. Correct. I mean, really, because Nehemiah's mind, I mean... It must have. Think about this, Brother Tony. Nehemiah's mind must have looked like a 
like a sanctuary constructed in the, in the middle of a city dump, okay? Mm. I mean, really. While Nehemiah's heart was broken, while Nehemiah, you know, was devastated and, and, and was crying uh, and truly mourning, and they, where he started fasting and, and, and praying to the God of heavens, right? As, he do, as he's doing all this, oh, praise the Lord, God poured a vision. God poured a vision into him. He took the situation in Judah as a personal challenge before God, you see, and he asked God to demonstrate his approval by giving Nehemiah special favor, okay, with his king, the king uh, Artaxerxes, Artaxerxes the first. There you go. There I go. I got that down. See, it ain't no hill for no climber. (laughs) (laughs) You see, so, because that was his employer, you follow me? Right. That was his employer, and, and, and because he made him available to God, you follow me? So God made a way for Nehemiah to accomplish his vision. To accomplish his vision, doors went open, permission was granted, and funds were provided. Praise the Lord. I just love how God just orchestrates. Provided. Yes, he just provides. It's according to his riches and glory. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so Nehemiah began, You have, everybody has to realize this, when, when God did this, when, when God opened the doors and God had permissions granted and, and funds were provided, Nehemiah began one of the greatest projects ever accomplished in the history of the world, all the centuries. The reconstruction of the massive wall of Jerusalem in less than two months. Did you hear me? Everyone out there tuned in to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast. Did you hear me? He completed it in two months. God loves to do great things through people who get serious with him. So, I just need everybody to to really digest that. Honestly, to understand how great our God is and how successful you can become i don't want to hear about your degrees i don't want to hear about your bank accounts i want you to meditate put all this in that mental chalkboard of yours and i want you to realize i really do i want you to understand the man that you have in front of this microphone doing a little teach and preach out to all my loyal followers. I want you to comprehend what I mean and what I put together. If you like, like I heard a lot of people, if you like how a godly leader deals with opposition, then praise the Lord, you're going to really appreciate lessons on godly leadership. And one of the main reasons I say that, and may have got a little bit redundant with it, it may not be the first time I said it today, is because I really want you to listen to this teach and preach, and I want you to honestly come from a standpoint of personal net worth. Do you understand what I mean now? Personal self-worth. It's your personal, not your financial. I never said nothing about financial. I didn't say that, and it's not about that. Oh, no. I want to show you. I want to, if you're not already convinced, 
give you the information to convince you that all you need is God. There's nothing, whatever you can perceive mentally, whatever you can, a man's mind can conceive and believe, he will achieve. Believe me, you're talking to someone that has proof. You're talking to a witness. Oh yeah. Can I get a, a witness? Amen. I'm that guy that can truly, without any reservations in my mind, it's called bear witness. I can bear witness because I know how God is. I know how God can open those doors and open, you know, and, and, and grant permission and, and make sure the funds are all provided. I know that because it's happened to me. And that's why I have a testimony. And that's what I'm trying to tell all of you. If you went through some real devastating times with the COVID-19, I'm telling you right now, it really doesn't matter. If you've got a great relationship, if you made sure that you kept nurturing and and planting the right seeds and nurturing, nurturing excuse me, that, that intimate relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through his son, Christ Jesus, I'm here to tell you that there isn't any, any, project that you can't accomplish amen with god's help and god's there for you you can so i want to begin as i had tony read that the reason i did is because i the reason i asked him because i want to read another little verse i'll read that one he read nehemiah chapter one verse four well, actually he read them all excuse me he read one through four praise the lord that's why he's a, a rock star but i want to be, begin now really getting into this and I want to begin with a verse out of Proverbs. So if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with Mr. Escobar and Michael Crawford. Turn with us, Proverbs 28. Now, Tony, how many people, I love it. I shouldn't laugh like that, but do you know how many people that know me know who I am? And so they're probably, oh, he's going to read his own little favorite verse, right? <laughs> for everyone out there that you really want to know for the future, what is Michael Crawford's favorite verse? Well, it's Proverbs 28, 1. Okay, it is. It's Proverbs 28, 1, where it says, The wicked flee when no one's pursuing, but the righteous are bold as a lion. I am bold, believe me. Anybody tell you that? But I'm not going to read that. What I want to read, what coincides with, with this teach and preach today, is Proverbs 28, 2. Although I thought about reading mine first, kind of reading the whole thing, kind of like you did, right? But I thought, no, I want to say ninja focused. Ninja focused. Ninja focused. Yeah, there you go. Keep saying that. Don't read everything. Just I told him that earlier. Line. So he's got it down. I said, look, I'm really serious. I, this is a something that I put together that I did it. You know, the Holy Spirit helped me do this. I can't do this out by myself. I really can't. I'm nothing without God. And they, and, and they put it together for a reason. The, the audience, there's a lot of leaders out there that need to get this message. So... Don't back off. Don't back down. Don't back away. But back into it. Press in. Press in. Press into this message because I'm here to tell you without any reservations in my mind, I'll guarantee you, God is sending and may just use me to increase what you've asked for. He will increase what you ask for. You are going to be incredibly blessed way beyond your imagination or understanding. I know because God told me and I feel it 
I was telling Tony this morning, Tony, look at this. I got the God bumps going. I have the Holy Spirit telling me, okay, somebody out there who took the time to tune in to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast is going to have a blessing. You have a blessing coming. Oh, you better get excited. You better get excited. That's all I have to say, and I know. So Proverbs 28.2 says, A nation will be strong and endure when it has intelligent, sensible leaders. A nation will be strong and endure when it has intelligent and sensible leaders. Now, now note the word strong, Mr. Escobar, and all my loyal listeners that tuned in that are ready to go to the next level in their life of prosperity. Notice the word strong and endure. Here's why I want you to notice that. I always think about that sometimes. I kind of answer it for myself. I think that what as I'm, you know, as I'm speaking in front of a, uh, a men's Bible prayer breakfast that you recorded that day. I'll never forget that. Where I got up there and I remember them telling them, say, I need you to stay ninja focused on two words like this, right? Like let's say it was strong and endure. And then I thought to myself, I'm going to break it down. <laughs> I don't want anybody to ever listen to Michael Crawford and not get the message. So what did I do? I Same thing, I want to do this. I want to break it down because those are benefits of having intelligent and sensible leaders. In other words, those are the benefits of good leaders. Hear me now. Don't miss this. Turn that volume up. For example, a family will be strong and endure when there's intelligent, sensible leadership. A business will be strong and endure when it has intelligent and sensible leadership. A church. A church will be strong and endure when it has intelligent and sensible leadership. A country. Hear me now. Don't miss this because we are, that's where we're really lacking right now. We have truly a village idiot that has, I don't know, what, what kind of disease, of what do they call that? Not Parkinson's disease. What is it where you can't, your mind's leaving you? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, I'm sorry, yes. I mean, seriously, a country will be strong and endure when it has intelligent and sensible leadership. But I'm here to tell you, <laughs> Biden is not intelligent, and he's definitely not sensible, Okay, and he's not strong, and he couldn't endure, you know, uh, grabbing a, a wet paper bag and trying to tear it. He couldn't do it. So, the Living Bible puts it this way. Hear me now. Get ready. Because here's what I love, and here, even this much, this early in the teaching preach, kind of says it all. This is where we kind of, I wish we had nice little music underneath it. Because. The Living Bible puts it like this. It says, with honest, sensible leaders, there is stability. Stability. Now, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, with all the rapid changes and upheavals in our world and in our nation today, there are a few things that we need more than stability, right? I mean, really. Right, Tony? And stability comes from good leadership. That's why... Throughout, throughout this whole teach and preach, we're going to spend our message time discovering the the principles of godly leadership, you see, that are found in the book of Nehemiah. And there's a lot what you read, Tony. You people don't realize that. 
people don't realize how powerful Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 is. Believe me, it's powerful. So, it's found in the book of Nehemiah, which, which is, by the way, one of the greatest leadership books ever written between you and I. You can go to Barnes & Noble. You can go anywhere you want to go and try to purchase a leadership book. But hear me, my dear Christian brothers and sisters. Read the book of Nehemiah. Do you know how many times I've read it? I don't want to tell you because I don't want you to think I'm bragging. Okay? But I'm here to tell you. I didn't get a kid from the streets, a poor old farm boy from the streets of Kansas City, Missouri. I didn't get to become an owner of six different automobile dealerships by giggles. I had to get some kind of knowledge, some kind of sensibility, okay, some kind of stability, some kind of quality of interpretation. You know how I did it? By reading the book of Nehemiah over and over and over. Out of the 66 books in the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, I'm here to tell you that Nehemiah is one of the greatest leadership books ever written. It, one of the greatest. By Nehemiah's examples, we're going to learn. We're going to go to the next level and learn principles of leadership today. And so, this morning I want to do two things. I want to kind of lay the foundation with Mr. Escobar's help. With Tony Escobar's help, I'm going to lay the foundation by sharing the background of the book, of what I've read numerous times. And then because of his plethora of Bible knowledge... I will call on him to recap some of the lessons that I feel that will take you as far as you ever want to go. The only thing that will stop you is you yourself. Guarantee you, if you really get the book of Nehemiah down, and I don't care, like I said, your background. I don't care about any other net worth, but your own personal net worth. You as a person. Now, should I explain that what that is, Tony, or you think oh, everybody knows? I think they get it. They're they get it. The, yeah, they're forever. You told them to look in the mirror before. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, I, 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 I ain't playing with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm very serious, okay? Because, you know, even before I will give them, even before I give them any kind of what would say like a, a dead proof of the of the book of Nehemiah of, of what I read and all that, before I even do that, I think it's important to give them the six laws of leadership. Amen? I think that's what I should do. I got to really, really get into the whole book of, you know, at least the first four chapters, like I said, of Nehemiah and show them the leadership qualities. But I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, Michael, slow down and let's get this where this maybe can really have some great success stories like my automobile career has by helping people. Okay? So, the six principles that will help you understand why we are even doing this study, be truthful with you. I'm sure some of you probably wonder, why is Michael Crawford and Tony Escobar even doing this? Well, nothing happens until someone provides leadership for it. Write that down. Nothing happens until someone provides leadership for it. My Christian brothers and sisters, that's just a, a law of life. I mean, really, look at, look at history. Look at our history. The Civil Rights Movement was nothing until a, a guy by the name of Martin Luther King came along and said, I have a dream! And he provided leadership for it. The NASA space program was nothing 
until a guy by the name of John F. Kennedy came along and said, we're going to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. And we did. And we definitely did. Marvel movie fans. That's right, Marvel. You know Marvel, like, you know, Disney. Okay, Marvel movie fans, think about this. Think about this. Especially the ones that wear the, the those nice shirts. I love those shirts. You know, the, what do you call those people? They're uh, heroes. There's, you know what I'm talking about. There would be no Marvel Universe. None! If a guy by the name of Stan Lee. Stan Lee hadn't come along and created that universe. But he did. He did. Now we're to the point to get into it now. Now I think my audience, my loyal fans, the people I love so much, you are all ready to move with Tony and I to the next level. The walls of Jerusalem would have never been rebuilt. Hear me now. Don't miss this. The walls of Jerusalem would have never been built if a guy by the name of Nehemiah hadn't stood up and said, Here I am, Lord. Send me. If you all only knew, for all of you that have tuned in today, and I'm sorry that my voice is cracking a little bit there, but if you only knew, I wasn't just talking to hear myself talk when I told you moments ago how many times I have read this and how many nuggets I've taken out of this, how many lessons, life lessons of leadership I've taken out of the book of Nehemiah. If you only knew, you'd understand why it cracks me up to, to repeat those words. Here I am, Lord. Send me. And he did. And he did. My Christian brothers and sisters, nothing happens until somebody provides leadership for it. Believe me. Everything rises and falls with leadership. Everything. Everything rises and falls with leadership. Which is why most problems in our homes, in our churches, in our businesses, and, and in our nation can be all tracked back, all of it, to a lack of competitive, godly leadership. People can come to their own conclusion. People can set back on the lazy boy and be that Monday morning quarterback. But I'm here to tell you, I can rip off my shirt and show you the scars. I'm combat worthy. I not only have talked about it, but I've walked about it. I have not just talked about it, but I walked the talk. Why? Because I am that competitive Christian conservative that knows that it doesn't matter if someone is better looking than I am. It doesn't matter if someone has more education than I have. It doesn't matter if someone's healthier than I am. I know that all things are possible with God. And you can pull it right out of there. You can have this same confidence. You can reach down and pull up those resources and have this same confidence that Michael Crawford has if you read the book of Nehemiah. For example, in the book of Judges, if you ever studied that book, oh, that's another one, Tone, in the book of Judges, then you know that Israel goes through seven different cycles. Israel goes up and down, up and down, up and down, seven times throughout that book. And in the last verse in Judges chapter 21, Tony, 
chapter 21, 25, at any time you want to comment on this because, you know, I kind of am where I am today because of a lot of your help. You are brilliant when it comes to Bible verses. So if you want to comment on this, because I know you remember this, at the end of Judges, it says in 21-25, it says, Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Why? There was no king in Israel. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Judges chapter 21, verse 25 says, If every man, every man did what was right in his own eyes. Why did he do that? Because there was no king in Israel. My Christian brothers and sisters, there was no king. There was no leadership in Israel. And because of that, because of that, people were doing their own thing. And, and when people do their own thing, we know what happens, right? It creates instability. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Because it does to me. And as much as I'm going to stay positive on all my teaching preaches, There'll be times that I'll say something because I know 100% unequivocally what's happening. I just don't want to talk about that moment because I've got a point I need to cross to you before this show ends today because I know that whoever's listening and they really want to go do their own business or they want that promotion, there is nobody going to take it away from you. Nobody's going to be able to handle you. You're going to, and you're going to give a lot of success to a lot of people. You see, leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. If I had to summarize leadership into one word, it would be the word influence. And you know I've told you that, Tony. A lot of I, what I get done is I influence people. You've even said it yourself. And a lot of people probably can't comprehend that. Influence, influence, influence for good or influence for bad because there are positive leaders and believe me, I've ran up against a lot of negative leaders that I definitely want to remove those negative, toxic people about as soon as I meet them. How many, how many of people that tuned in today to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Roan Doff Show, how many of you have gone onto a playground and within five minutes as you watch your child along with the other kids, you know who the leaders are, don't you? For good or for bad. You know, I know you do. Well, you better, especially if your child's there. But you do. You know who they are. Or how many of you that are tuned in today have ever watched a, a group of teenagers and within five minutes you know who the leaders are, but they're the ones with the most influence. And how many of you have ever sat in a committee meeting and, and figured out who the leader was and often it's not the the chairperson, right? No. It's the person everybody keeps looking to. Okay? Keep nudging each other under the table or keep sending text messages to one another to find out what they're thinking. To find out what they're thinking. My Christian brothers and sisters, every time you influence somebody, you're assuming leadership. As it says in 1 Timothy Brother Tony, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Paul told Timothy, as a young man, be an example in leadership. As a young man, be an example in leadership. Now, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, age has nothing to do with leadership. And I said that earlier, did I not, Tony? I, don't, I said I don't care how young or old. Yeah. I don't. No, you don't. You can influence people at any age. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, my mom... 
God love her. She's up dancing with Jesus. But I'm here to tell you that my mom in her 70s, in her 70s, each and every day, she actually showed what it means to be a faithful Christ follower. In her late 70s, before right at the time she was even ready to pass away, she never stopped. Her commitment and love for Christ Jesus. You and I, hear me now, you and I can be a model for others at any age. Please understand that. We can be a model for any age, whether you like it or not. Which means that every person listening to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast today is a leader just in different areas. You are. Whether you want to believe it or not, you are a leader. You are a true leader. You may not think you are. You may not think you're capable. You may think someone's just blowing smoke, but I'm here to tell you, listen to me. Praise the Lord. You are a leader. You just are in a different area. So the issue is not, are you a leader? Not at all. When I'm preparing this last night, and I'm thinking about all of you tuning in, who I'm really going to address Who's really going to really let this soak in and meditate on and use it and ask for God's help to use this knowledge to go to that next level or to be that leader that you always wanted to be? Honestly, I did. I thought about that. The issue is, are you a good one? Are you a good one? At home, at work, at school, when you're running around, when you're, when you're, when you're leading. The only issue is, are you a good one? Please write that down. And I hope I get, I break the bank, Tony, on emails and phone calls. You know, I say bank, nothing to do with financial. But I just want a lot because there's a lot of nuggets in this that I would love to talk to someone one-on-one. I could prove to them how I could get them a whole total mindset where they will really become their mother and father or their spouse, their husband or wife will just be blown away the success. I think you just said it. Your mindset. You have to have that. You would do. It's called mentality. Yeah. Level of thinking. Where's your level of thinking? Seriously. And are you a good leader? Let's continue on that. I mean, are you a good leader at home, at work, at school, when you're right around, when you're, you know, when you're a leader? The only issue, when you're really a true leader, Tony, the only issue is, are you a good one? Are you a good one? This is not about Michael Crawford, but I want to tell you this. And Tony was around me for many, many, many years. Tony filmed me. Tony would come in to my dealerships for 25 years, actually over 25 years. He would start on a Thursday right after the sales meeting and carry that camera around and get follow me around with that camera all the way till Sunday night, didn't you, Tony? Yep. And then what would you do with all that film, Tony? I'd go home step forever. <laughs> I love it. He had to throw that in. Oh, I used to get those Editing calls. it, putting it together for you. Right. He would take that one week. Hours. And how many hours of video would you say? It, 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 I mean, how many? But you wanted always out of me, you wanted me to have the most powerful, mm, yeah. you know, no, show right. that you that. can put out there. And, and I think I did. So imagine this. Out of all those hours and hours and hours and hours of tape, he... Edit it down to the most powerful is twenty eight thirty, which is a which is a half hour uh, infomercial, which is a thirty minute infomercial. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Hey, you used to always tell me, "What'd you think?" 
I love it. Uh, you you all know me. I've watched this forever. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but you did, Tony. I, I want to take the time and I to get back on the little teacher preach. I am so proud of you. You really are a rock star. You did some incredible editing. You really did. You, you need to probably put some of that on my website. Can you do that? Well, it's all there. I, oh, well, it is good. I, I had some really good content, though. Good, That's okay. a good thing. To oh, follow you, you and, oh, and to really see what you did. And then to have all the people that loved you, their testimony. Oh, it's just incredible. You, There's yeah. a lot of people that really incredibly here. wanted to be a part of uh, Michael Cropper and his leadership, his life. So go ahead. Oh, I love you. Yeah, that was great. I mean, but, you know, a leader is someone with, with that, uh, Tony, with that God-given uh, ability and responsibility to influence a group of, of people. I mean, really to accomplish God's purpose for that group. I mean, I need everybody to understand that, you know, I was very uh, instrumental and I influenced a big influence of put Kia on the market and putting them on the map in this country. I mean, I'm the guy, I don't care what anybody says, you know, I got the records for everybody. I sold, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400, 516 new Kias, brand new Kias, May of 2004, before any dealer ever went over 100. I was the first one to get that. Now, we all know what they're doing, but you have to be, have that ability. And I would say that I had that God-given ability. I mean, it was given to me by God. And I accomplished, and I motivated, and I managed God's purpose. And that's what the first big nugget I need everybody to write down and, and take out of this. And that's what I'm going to help you with. God wants you to succeed. Believe me, he does. I know him very well. He wants you to succeed. And guess what? You better get excited. Because I have this feeling that God's going to use me as his vessel to bless you. You're going to a whole other level. So you better get excited. And I could not be more serious than I am right now, my dear Christian brothers and sisters. Really, Nehemiah is an outstanding example of this, of what I'm talking about. He really is. He's an outstanding example. Why? Because he accomplished incredible things against incredible odds in a brief period of time. Because he was a good leader. The test, hear me now, my dear Christian brothers and sisters. The test of leadership is this. Is anybody following? Is anybody following? Seriously, hear me now. The test of leadership is this. Is anybody following? Hello? That's the test of leadership. Is anybody following? Honestly, I will pose the question again. Boy, that says it right there. It does! Anybody following? following because that's what it's all about You're not just hearing yourself talk i was so blessed yeah. at my dealerships i was so blessed god is great i had people following me so enthusiastically oh yeah so jacked up hyped up ready up i mean prayed up ready to go that times where i didn't even feel the way I should have felt. I felt sluggish or what have you. They got me going. They motivated me. Why? Because they had been following me. Oh, yeah. Well, follow me. It's, it's, it's amazing that you're saying this because I used to be at your dealership an hour before you And you followed there. me. It, before you got there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right. I'm hanging out with these oh, sales yeah, with these. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And here's this classic thing is they see your, your SVU coming. They yeah, see right. your, the rental. I drove a rental. Yeah, my demo, yeah. And here comes the boss. 
So they're just like, now they're like getting excited because, okay, here you come. What because they know we're going to rock and roll. Yeah, what did you got? And I'm just like going. Because okay. they know I have, I have more knowledge yeah. up my sleeve. Why, and, and again, it's, it's, it's where they, why they didn't have to just be like that waiting for you. Mm. They could be doing that. Oh, I love that. Now go. No, that, they that's didn't very have to good. wait for you. They did not have to wait for me. No, 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 no. Not no, at no. all. They had. No. They did not. I, thank you, Tony. Yeah. See, see what? You're just brilliant. You really are. That's why you're always going to be my sidekick. <laughs> oh, man. And so, let's get back to now, the last yeah. thing I said. I think the last thing I said was the test of leadership is anybody following. And so, if you want to know whether you're a good leader or not, actually, it's very simple. Would you not agree, Tony? The way I put it, it's very simple. Just look over your shoulder. Right now, now that you're probably at home or you're driving down the road, so I get that. But the next time you step on that tarmac or that wood floor, that concrete, whatever you step on to be that leader, to take that leadership role, to fill that leadership role, just look over your shoulder and see if anybody's following. Because I'm here to tell you, and I got witnesses, I had hundreds of people follow me. There was a, there was a uh, jockey in for first to be behind me, yes or no? Tony? That's correct, yes. That's the key. Because the truth is, if you think you're leading and nobody's following, you're just taking a walk on your own, my dear Christian brothers and sisters. That's a good way of putting it. Well, it's true. Yeah, no, that's right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what the get the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Rome Dolph Show is all about. It's about biblical-based, Christian-based, that's all reality in your business. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to puff it up. I'm not going to stretch the truth. I'm not going to do, as some people say, sugarcoat it, Michael. Just sugarcoat it. Don't make a bill so bad. Sugarcoat it. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not here for that. I'm here to deliver a message from God, from the Holy Spirit. It's God breath. And I don't really probably do that good a job, but I try real hard. And I do it on subjects that I know that I can give you extensive help on. Meaning, what am I saying? I just won't sit here and talk into this microphone, walk around the room and, you know, get a little excited because I am talking from knowledge, right? That I connect it with biblical-based, biblical perspective. What I will do also, you can call me, you can email, we'll continue the conversation because I want you to be, just send me, Lord. Just send me. I want you to be those Nehemiahs that just send me, Lord, I'll go. Just send me, Lord, I'll go. Just put me there, Lord, I'll do it. If that's what you want, I'll accomplish it for you, Lord. That's the people I want. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I wasn't just kidding you when I said, if you think you're leading, and nobody's following All you're doing is just taking a walk on your own. Christ Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, he said, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them. They follow me. They follow me. Did you catch that? They follow me. How many of you listening today agree? How many of you would agree that there is a huge difference between having a boss and having a leader, right? I mean, there's a big difference. 
I mean, just because a guy or a gal has some kind of title or position, that doesn't mean that those people are actually going to, to follow him or her, does it? No! It doesn't work that way, my dear Christian brothers and sisters. No. Leadership is influence. And so if you're not influencing anybody, it doesn't matter what your title or position is. You're not a leader. You're just not. I'm going to tell you right to your face, you're not a leader. It doesn't matter what your title is. Now catch this. Catch this with my raspy voice. How did my voice get raspy? Is that that cold wind you're at, weather outside, Tony, you think? Oh, yeah. But I want all of our listeners, Tony, to catch this. You might have the power or authority. And you might. I don't know. You might have the power and authority to rise up, drive, and push people. But hear me. You can only drive and push people so far. That's why dictatorships never last. They only last for a period of time. People will only be driven so far, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, and you need to get this. They will only be driven so far. They can be led to the ends of the earth. The test of leadership is, is anybody following? Is anybody following? You see... The foundation of leadership is character. The foundation of leadership is character, not charisma. The foundation of leadership, believe me, is character, not charisma at all. And I've heard a lot of people say that, Tony. Have you? No. Yeah, yes. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I have. Oh, my gosh. He's so charismatic. Boy, I bet he's a great leader. Well, let me tell you something. It takes more than that. It takes a lot more than that. I'll guarantee you, with his place of business, he's stuck in high tip. Oh, yeah. I'm just being honest. You know what that means? That was, wasn't... Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. Just talking about a little swine there. <laughs> so, it's not because charisma, Tony. You see, brother, charisma may help you get things jump-started. Oh, yeah, they may be some really good... You know, you may have some really good cables of uh, charismatic uh, influence in your trunk. But it takes character to build and sustain it. For example, there have been a lot of televangelists out there. I know a lot of them. And you do too, Tony. My favorite when I was very young was Billy Swaggart. Remember Billy Swaggart? Was it Billy Swaggart or? Jim. Jimmy Swaggart. Why did I say Billy? I'm thinking of Billy. You're thinking of Billy Beer. Same time. Billy Graham. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Billy Mr. Graham. Reverend Billy Graham. Right? But there's been a lot of them. And you know that. Who have had lots of... I mean, you talk about Jimmy Swire. You talk about charisma. Woo! That was one charismatic individual. He was. Right? Tom? Yes. But through the years, many of them have also bombed out. They crashed and burned. They crashed and burned. Why? Because many of them, and I really hate to say this, I really do. I thought about it last night when I put it together. Should I even say this? But you know what? Because many of them are brothers and sisters of ours in Christ Jesus, I'm going to say it. But we need to learn from this. I know I do. And I know I did. And I told you. Even though that they crashed and burned and ruined their ministry, 
God had me at the right times listening to them, falling in love with their message from him, and then understanding, being right there hearing, hearing it firsthand over the news when they were taken down by a prostitute or by embezzlement. I can go on and on and on, but that's not the point of this thing. So let's just stick to where I'm going with this. We need to learn from all this so that you and I don't repeat it. For you and I don't repeat it. Many of them, like I said, have bombed and, and, and burned. I mean, because they, they just have a lack of character. Oh yeah, they're charismatic as heck, but they have, they have no character. And it's been said, reputation is what people say you are. But character is what you really are. It's what you really are, my dear Christian brothers and sisters. Understand that. Understand. Our good friend D.L. Moody put it like this. He said, character is what you are in the dark. Hear me now. Character is what you are in the dark. When nobody's looking or nobody's there watching. My Christian brothers and sisters, hear me now. Who are you in the dark? Who are you? I don't know even. Tony, I know you. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you have no imagination in the dark. You can't even walk. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Bumping into walls. I mean, yeah, right. You hit so many walls. It's funny. I just say, it's okay. Stop. Just turn the lights on. <laughs> anyway, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, hear me now. Who are you in the dark? When no one's looking. When no one's looking. The foundation of leadership is character. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13... The Apostle Paul creates a list of characteristics, I mean, to, to look for in a leader. He really does. He, and it's, it's, kind of, it's quite interesting, so you need to read it. you got to write that down, uh, Tony. It's so, uh, I read it three or four times last night. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Because when uh, the Apostle Paul says, you know, you'll find all kinds of characteristics and all, the, you know, but, but not once. I'm here to tell you, not once does he mention a theologian degree or a seminary degree or anything like it. Not once. Why? Hear me now. Because leadership isn't based on academics. Did you hear that one? I've been trying to preach this forever. It's not based on academics, nor is leadership, and hear this, based on temperaments or personalities. It's not. For example, did you know that many of the great leaders of the Bible, of the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, didn't have the same personalities or temperaments? I mean, they didn't. Remember, the four temperaments. Think about this. Paul, okay, think about his temperament. Think about how he was. I mean, he was really hard to move. He was a... Uh, get the job kind of guy. I mean, he really was. And Peter, I mean, he was bold and outgoing. Moses was so melancholy, it was unreal. I mean, it really was. Moses used to really upset me, actually. <laughs> he really did. He felt things deeply, and, and because of that, he often got depressed. And, and while leading the children of Israel through the desert, Abraham, oh my gosh, that's who really should have led the children because that depression is nowhere, has any room around children. But Moses 
really got depressed around the children. But moving on to Abraham, he was steady, rock solid. You could count on Abraham, amen? You could count on Abraham. And my point to all this, you're probably wondering some of you out there, my, you know, what is it? Well, each and every one of us, each and every one of these great biblical leaders were as different as day and night. As day and night and day. I mean, yet God used each and every one of them to build his kingdom. And he wants to do the same through each one of us. That's what I'm trying to understand. I need you to understand that that's what he is trying to do. God is trying to do it through us. So finally, they had a faith worth imitating, Paul says. Imitate their faith, as he's saying in Timothy, right? And so if you and I want to be a good leader, first we need to develop a message worth remembering. And I hope you remember this. In other words, what does God want to say to the world through me? We need to have a lifestyle worth considering. Do we live in such a way that people actually see Christ Jesus through us? Tony talked about it last week, and I love that. Can people see Christ in you? Can people look at you and say, wow, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, all that, all that character stuff, that's uh, that's the kind of character. You don't want to be charismatic. You want to have that rock-solid character. You follow me? You want to be that leadership can be learned type of individual. You can learn it. You can't try to act like you're all fancy. That. I mean, my Christian brothers and sisters, I'm absolutely convinced of it. And if I didn't believe that, we wouldn't be wasting our time. And this is not wasting our time. We wouldn't be talking about it. But the Holy Spirit gave it to me to talk about it, Tony. The fact is every single one of us can learn to be a great leader. I really believe that. Why else would the Apostle Paul write in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9, whatever you have learned, whatever you have learned, you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice. Wow, that's powerful. In leadership, Leadership couldn't be learned. Then that is why in Mark 3, 14, record records, Jesus appointed 12 that they should be with him. Why? To learn from Christ Jesus. To learn from Christ Jesus. Leadership can be learned. Christ Jesus himself knew it. He understood it. And he built his ministry around it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And always remember, it's a Christ-minded attitude not aptitude that determines altitude anybody want to go further just give me a call or email me i love you god bless you if you'd like to contact michael crawford directly for prayer or encouragement contact him on his private number at 623-203-8259 or send him an email at getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Be free, be challenged, be encouraged, be inspired, and get excited with Michael Crawford. Your love.